You're listening to the Brand Builders Podcast with your hosts, Scott Dunstan and Brian Young. Welcome to another episode of the award-winning Brand Builders Podcast powered by the Dunstan Group. My name is Brian Young, and we are here with the president of the Dunstan Group, Scott Dunstan. And we are here with AR Workshop. We are here with Maureen Anders and Adria Ruff. Now, I go to their website, arworkshop.com, before I even do an intro because it's awesome. But let's talk a little bit about uh, who they are and, and, and what they do. Now, what do you get when you combine a designer and an engineer into one business? Well, you definitely get a well-run business with great-looking stuff for one. But in this case, you get two businesses. You get a custom design company and you get a popular DIY workshop franchise that has grown to over 150 locations in three years, which is absolutely incredible and something you guys should be so proud about. Uh, the brains behind it all are two women who were looking for something outside the corporate world when their children were small. They found each other and they had a great idea for a business. Now, their latest endeavor is the AR Workshop, which is a DIY or do-it-yourself workshop that allows you to make your own personalized designs. Now, we could go on and on and on. Like I told you, go to their website right now as you listen to this podcast, unless you're driving. Uh, do that later. Um, but really, we're going to let them tell about it. And I'm so excited to have them on the Brand Builders Podcast. I always thought I would be an artist, but I just wasn't good at it. So now we're going to bring on two pros. And they've told me that I had the opportunity to live out my childhood dream and become an artist at one of their DIY, DIY locations. Thank you, Maureen and Adria. Welcome to this episode of the Brand Builders Podcast. Thanks for having us. Thank Hi, you. guys. Yeah. Hey, thank you all for being be here. here. Absolutely. So, so much creativity. I'm excited to, to dive into it. So Maureen, you first. You grew up outside of Detroit, so obviously engineering sounds about right. How did you get started and, and evolve into this position? It's uh, funny. I was hustling as an entrepreneur age five, selling my artwork on the streets there for real. Um, I really was. Uh, my Love parents it. are both. <laughs> my parents are both interior designers, so I grew up surrounded by artwork and creativity and paint swatches, and I always just loved arts and crafts. And, you know, my parents being independent business owners and interior designers, they said, don't become an artist. Don't go to art school. You're good at math and science. Go and be an engineer and get an engineering degree. And I do. I love math and science, but I also have that creative side. So I always kept that as my hobby, but I always was just much more passionate about that than sitting in a cubicle being an engineer. But I feel like the skills I got as an engineer really helped kind of form um, just the business side of things that I have now. So you know, always loved entrepreneurship, would try to make a business out of anything, loved creativity, loved art. And just after I had my first son, you know, I quit my job as a technical salesperson. I was selling medical equipment, which you engineering skills. And I was like, yes, I get to stay home. Now I can just craft all day long and play with my baby. But really what it turned into is me starting other side businesses, doing arts and crafts. And so it would really, you know, it was lonely doing that alone. And so when I met Adria, about, I don't know, five years into my own little entrepreneurial journey, we just hit it off. And it was like, we have to do something together. Within two weeks of meeting each other, we were like, let's start a business together, selling our stationery because we both were doing kind of graphic design and arts and parties and stuff. And so that's kind of how it, how it just kind of evolved. What led you to relocate to uh, North Carolina? Was that so it? After, after college, so I went to Michigan for engineering and my first job was with GE Healthcare, and my territory was the Charlotte Greensboro area. Uh, and right. so I met my husband down here. He was 
kind of my mentor at GE and um, we ended up getting married and we lived in Durham for a little while and then got relocated to Charlotte and we've been here for a while since, since about 2006. Awesome. Love it. Now let's, let's swing it across. Now let's talk to uh, Adria. Now you, now I'm not going to say you were more artistic because I mean, that would kind of be a little rude to the engineer in the room, but that's kind of more of your, of your jam. Tell us, um, you know, not only from an artistic standpoint, you had a lot of experience in web platforms as well. Tell us a little bit about your journey and how you got here. Okay. So my background is fashion, fashion, the fashion industry. Um, I was a technical designer, even though I studied fashion design in college and, um, you know, back then I, I would have gone to school. It's kind of funny. I would have gone to school to be a fine arts major, but you couldn't really get a job with that. So I chose the fashion industry. And if you guys have ever watched the devil wears Prada, that's <laughs> sure. what the fashion industry is yeah. like. And so it got a little <laughs> intense after being in it for a long time. I like to joke about how I was there for seven years, but really was equivalent to 49 years, dog years. Um, <laughs> So after I started, it's kind of similar to Maureen, I started to have children and I was like, I can't be this cutthroat, you know, person and, and raise children, whatever. So I stopped and I, and I started raising my children. And in the meantime, graphic design didn't really exist when I was in college. Um, and, but I knew I was really good with, you know, drawing on computers and doing graphics because I kind of taught myself along the way. Um, and so I started my own, I was in Ohio at the time and I started my own um, business, just working for myself, selling graphic design and, um, imitations and, you know, brochures and things. And I was doing dabbling in photography. That's when digital photography came out. And so I was playing around with that and it kind of just, because it was from my hometown, it picked up pretty fast. And then I, I did that for several years. And then my husband, um, about 11 years ago, got transferred to the Carolinas. And so at that point I was still raising my children, doing my own work. And we moved down here. And as soon as I moved here, I didn't have a clientele anymore because all my people were up in Ohio. And so what did I do? I started painting my house and decorating my house and doing all these things until my husband said, we're, you've, you've um, gone past the budget. So it's now time for you to do something else. And I just happened to meet Maureen. So we met at a preschool open house, if you guys don't know that. Um, we were both putting our children in and we started sharing, you know, talking, sharing, having play dates and realized we kind of were both doing graphic design, working for ourselves. And um, when I talked to Maureen, I should have known this a long time ago that she is like the crazy business person. But she literally, when I told her, I said, I've run out of things to do. I don't have my business anymore. I can't keep painting walls. And she said, well, why don't you take your work and, and, and sell it on Etsy? And back then, like Etsy had just started. You're starting to put businesses out there. And I looked at her and I was like, well, I don't want to do it by myself because I'd already done work by myself. And she's like, all right, I'll do it together. I'll do it with you. And she came up with a website within a week. She came, we came up with a business name. We went with our last names because that's what works. It was easy. Um, so Anders Rough Design, Custom Designs is what we started with the first business that we co-founded. And from there, it just took off. So wow. <laughs> incredible. That's um, cool. I love that you talk about your journey about how, you know, digital wasn't necessarily around when you went through college. I remember in middle school, um, we were in an art class and it was one of the first art classes where we got to do things on a computer. And this was back in 1999. 
And I actually got the opportunity to design two things that were my favorite. One was a picture I gave my grandmother of the beach that I still have framed. And another one was I actually designed a t-shirt that did for our youth group at church where we printed over 500 t-shirts. And that was my first opportunity in graphic art. This was like, remember when like paint was there? This was like the Mm -hmm. next step of paint. And so Mm -hmm. you've now taken, like when I looked at that, I was like, this is really cool. Like this is going to be something that's around you know, 22 years later, I probably should have stayed into that mission like you were, but I totally understand that vision. And that's pretty incredible that you guys have met. I always believe in fate. So that's kind of cool. Let's talk more about what you guys have done and how you've scaled this. I mean, the numbers I talked about in the intro, you now have 150 locations and that's just one part of your business. So tell us about that journey. And I'm going to let Maureen start because she's a better storyteller. But Mm -hmm. what I will say is that when we started the graphic design company, just doing party invitations, it was all printable, digital. Um, when we did party invitations and party decor, I never realized we would get to this level of business together. And the fact that we've been doing this for 11 years and started a second company along the way is really, I find to be an anomaly because how many people can really work together this well, not knowing each other from Adam and, and just taking along this journey. So, but I'll let Maureen really answer your question. Yeah. When I was sharing my story, I kind of stopped at when we started Anders Rough Custom Designs. And I feel like that was that was a convenient business for us because like Adria said, e-commerce was just kind of starting. It was, social media was just really starting and we were dabbling and learning. Neither one of us has business degrees, but it was free to start an Etsy shop. So we literally started with zero capital, like 20 cents in the bank account <laughs> to start our first Etsy listing. Love it. And like she said, so what kind of happened, the evolution of Anders Rough Custom Designs to the workshop was that, we were home with our kids. We were doing these parties for our kids anyway, coming up with crazy over the top Pinterest parties. People wanted our designs and they wanted to know how to do it. So we already had this platform with our blog where we would showcase, here's how you take our graphic designs and take your party to the next level. So it's always been that DIY concept. And then about five years in, it was getting really saturated. Everybody was offering digital printables, downloads. They were free. You know, we had kind of pivoted and started working with bigger companies like Universal Studios and Better Homes and Gardens to kind of get some bigger jobs where we would style parties for them and showcase it in the magazine or, um, you know, in different stores. But we were ready for the next step. And we had always done, we love entertaining, which is the core of our business, and We love teaching other people. We love teaching our friends. You know, they were very uncomfortable with crafts, but we made it easy for our friends to craft. So one night, you know, we were doing this little paint party at our house, making signs. And we're like, let's, we need to scale it. Anders drop. We need to open a brick and mortar. We love shopping. We love being out with our girlfriends. We love teaching these, but our cousins are going to kill us because our garage is a mess from all these craft things (laughs) we're doing. So we decided let's open a brick and mortar. Mm-hmm. and call it AR workshop. We were like, do we come up with a new name? Like, you know, I've always been and- adamant, keep it like we already had a presence out in the, in the social media world, you know, with our blog. Right. So we had a presence as Anders rough and people knew us as Anders rough. And so when we started the workshop, um, I said to Maureen, I was like, well, in the fashion industry, because that's where I come from, people go by their names and it's more identifiable and you kind of can relate to that. And so I told her, I said, let's just keep, I mean, we already are known as Anders Ruff, so let's just call it Anders Ruff Workshop and we can shorten it to AR Workshop. You know, that way people don't feel like they're taking on our names if they don't want to, but ultimately we already had a presence and I didn't want to start that over. Right. And so we went with AR Workshop and who knew that so many words had the letters AR with it. Now you'll see all of our branding has like paint bar, fearless. Uh, What else? Like smart paint with AR in it. We have like, 
you know, the yarn bar, you know, anything we, with AR, we yeah, can fill in AR yarn. I mean, AR is in everything. And it kind of is so fun to play on words for all of our branding too. hardware. Yeah. All these things. So, um, to pick up where AR started and how we scaled to answer your question, we launched this first store and I'm a big go big or go home kind of girl. And Adrian knows that I'm a workhorse. She, she comes along for the ride and, and <laughs> definitely is amazing like, with my crazy ideas. But one of my best friends was like, she saw what we were doing. She said, we have to open one in our state. And I'm like, oh, we have to franchise this. I have no idea how to do that, but we're going to do it anyway. So we made some mistakes along the way, but very early on, you know, people inquiries were pouring in. People saw what we were doing. They saw our pictures on social media of people taking these classes. We opened in June of 2016 and we're about to celebrate our five-year anniversary actually. And we've we've had about 150 stores. So that all happened just organically. We didn't have a marketing agency that was helping us market it. We didn't hire a company to go franchise our business. We did it ourselves. And it was kind of the, the power of, you know, the process of if we can do it for one store, we can do it for 150. We can teach other people how to also own their own businesses. That's phenomenal. Yeah. That's, that's, that's really incredible and, and not an easy feat. Congratulations. And especially in relatively short period of time for real yeah absolutely obviously you had to get with lawyers and all of that to draw up contracts and and whatnot but you you spearheaded all that versus some sort of franchising agency for lack of better term exactly yep we hired an attorney we had our fdd written up we've evolved it over time and and the growth was astounding the first few years i mean we we hit that 150 mark probably three and a half years in and it's kind of 2020 was kind of a blow you know because it was hard we had some really impacted areas like manhattan and we had some stores that had to close just because it wasn't financially feasible to stay closed for a year and pay rent but the inquiries keep coming people keep wanting to sign on and open and people want this in their communities I would think you're in a really good position to excel from here. I mean, I mean, people are just chomping at the bit to get out. We're seeing it everywhere, restaurants, in the streets, on the roads. Um, and we're, we're, we're behind that, too. We're excited to be out and yeah. go in the grocery store and the mass and all those things soon. So anyway, that's, that's amazing. Are you starting to see that? Are you able to have in-person events and folks coming to your workshops now? Absolutely. So when the pandemic hit, we started offering DIY to go kits so people could still craft at home. And that was, I mean, one of our best months was when we launched those kits. Well, and I want to interrupt for a second, because when we were told by the government that you can no longer gather in groups, right? That's the core of our business. Exactly. Besides DIY, you're gathering in groups and, and getting together for a fun time. And within probably three weeks, Maureen and I pivoted the business and changed it all to DIY to go so that you could still do all of the crafts at home. I mean, we, we, uh, and then another thing during that, when, when you're, it's almost another business concept. And so when we started <laughs> the first, well, when we built, started the first concept of the workshop, it was just us, it was just Pineville. We didn't have 150 people following our every move. So when we pivoted last year, we were in the middle of, you know, 150 locations trying to do exactly what we're doing. So did we make some, some mistakes along the way? Absolutely. It was hard to change our business model and have all these people waiting on us to ensure that they had business, you know, and did, couldn't shut down. I mean, it's probably the most challenging thing Maureen and I've ever been through. Yeah, it was uh, a learning lesson. I feel like there's so many silver linings, though. It just opened up so many opportunities for us to expand different revenue streams for our franchisees. 
and definitely people are coming back. They are ready to be in person. You know, I think what keeps people coming back to our shop is that they just feel really good about themselves. Like when you create that picture or that, that sign or that centerpiece box or the blanket or whatever you're creating, a lot of people don't believe in themselves when it comes to creativity, but we make it easy that they are so proud to show off their work. They want to come back just because that empowerment and that feeling they get when they finish the project in class so they're ready to come back and do that i feel like people right now are traveling they're like i want to get the travel they have travel itch but they're coming back they're oh, yeah. coming back oh, in yeah. person to be entertained is pineville was that the first location that you guys had was in pineville yes that's so cool i live about a mile from pineville um oh. and i just saw this and i just checked out their do-it-yourself like this i have two kids and this is so cool like I'm already excited to be able to buy some of these um, really neat. So I want to like when you guys have scaled this, obviously 150 locations, you have inquiries coming in, you, you've, you've pivoted, which is a word that was used so much in the last year to do DIY to go kits. I mean, when you go on your website, it's almost like, what do they not offer? You know what I mean? But <laughs> as I'm talking to you, I can, I can envision that there is a plan and there is a future. Where do you guys see the, the growth of this business and, and where's it going to go from here? Because to, we've had a couple of franchisees on here and it is amazing if you have a really good concept, how it can be duplicated over and over and over and over again in different communities. But now that you guys have gotten this far and kind of gotten this big, what's next? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, we are definitely not done expanding. I think, you know, our mission is to make our franchisees wildly successful. We want yes. our existing stores to grow, um, grow through different platforms. Like we've created the DIY to go and these different things. Well, um, Maureen and I are always quality over quantity also. So we want to make our franchisees the best that can possibly be. You know, that is definitely a number one priority for us. But you will see, you know, AR, we are expanding through our own private label products. So now you can get AR branded smart paint, which is kind of like a chalk paint. I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with that, where you take a piece of furniture, you can refinish it. So we have our own line of smart paint now. It's made with like recycled glass. We have our own line, our co-branded line of chunky knit yarn, which is going to be carried in stores and Joanne stores actually across mm -hmm. the country. Mm -hmm. um, and the franchise partners sell that as well. And so just kind of getting the brand awareness out there, I think through private label products where people love our experience, how can they get it for other products at home? Well, we do have custom paints though that we've created. We've had custom stains we've created. So I think, you know, I, I'd hate to use the word distribution of our product, but I feel like at some point that may be a path that we, we go down. Um, we do have this awesome partnership with Joanne Fabrics right now where they're offering our DIY kits to go through um, online only. But so we're starting to see our product in other stores, which is really fantastic, too. And we we give exclusive rights, you know, we, not to take away from our franchises. But, you know, you can get this one thing through Joanne's, but just a little taste. But if you want to really experience the whole workshop, then you find your local workshop and, and do all of that, too. Exactly. I love that. We are in the branding and world. So, you know, a lot of things that we're working on now are private label for corporations, for nonprofits, creating something that's truly unique, not just throwing a logo on something, but truly creating something that is yours, right? That, that, that you can own. But when you give that, it's not, oh, here's a t-shirt with my logo on it. It's now a private label from the start to the finish. And, and, and that's exciting. I'm on your, your store right now. You guys sell everything. I mean, I, my question is like, what's next? I mean, they got apparel, they got everything you can possibly, a jewelry, they got pet stuff. I mean, it's everything. So that's pretty incredible. Now, you are you guys both still right here in Charlotte? Is Charlotte still home? 
We live in Fort Mill. Yeah, awesome. We're actually in South Carolina, right over the border. <laughs> I'm Tika K. I'm a lake girl. There you go. Hey, I'm I'm down with that. Um, now I have a question. Now this is going to be a question from from maybe maybe one you can answer, maybe one you can't. What in the world are your husbands thinking during this? And did they ever imagine that it would get to this point? And do they work for you now? <laughs> Never. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> um, I can tell you what my husband thinks. My husband is extremely proud of Maureen and I. In fact, awesome. he he really does tell us quite a bit, and he he loves to see our videos that pop up on LinkedIn. He's a LinkedIn guy. He's not a social media guy. Yeah. Um, and so he and he did. He was very much involved. Like when we. When Maureen was like, okay, Adria, we're doing a workshop. We're going to, you know, brick and mortar. Here it comes. Matt was down there building, building. doing the first build out. He's awesome. kind of set the stage for what all the other locations were going to be. My husband's a DIYer. He and I DIY together with our own home renovation. And so my husband, you know, at first when we were, you know, mom staying at home and we weren't doing, you know, weren't making a lot of money. He was like, really? What are you guys doing? But then when we got to the workshop stage and he saw what the potential was and what, you know, this Maureen being as, is such a natural entrepreneur she is, he was like, yep, do it. You guys are going to do something really awesome. Yeah. And my say. husband, I'm really proud of us. You know, he's the least handy guy. He has to hire someone to change a light bulb. So <laughs> he can't really, I can't tout him like Adrian can tell Matt, but, <laughs> but he's really a strategic guy. So he's kind of, he loves the strategy behind it and he kind of helps with that side of things he gives it my uh, marine advice on and different aspects of business too which is really nice yeah but they're very proud i mean they think we're crazy and our my garage specifically is full of random ar workshop things and he's like can we please get this out of the house so i'm like <laughs> it comes with the territory dude this is how it goes <laughs> you know one of the things i'll mention is a lot of the stuff that you guys do it's so trendy right like this is not like you're just traditional like arts class like you're allowing even the diy kits like that's something i'm not only excited to hang on my wall i think my wife would be excited to hang it on the wall so here we go we were talking earlier about my artwork as a kid and and how that is not going to be going anywhere in my house you are now enabling me to create art with my kids with my wife that's things that we not only can be proud of but that stuff that like aesthetically pleasing in a living room or a, or a foyer or whatever have you guys heard those stories because I think that's the cool thing about art, right? It's not about necessarily creating it. That's great. But it's about the journey. It's about being able to have it, you know, hung on a wall and seeing it and then remembering like, you know, hey, oh, we did that when my children were five and six years old, right? And that could be 10 years down the road and you still have that and you're going to create that memory and, and, and just have that for life. Like, what are the stories that you hear from this? Because I bet it's got to be gratifying to hear kind of the, the I, in my opinion, bringing families together, bringing friends together, bringing people together to create something together. Oh, absolutely. It's all about the personalization, you know, with our process for the, at least the wood projects and this projects, we realize that not everybody wants to paint something freehand. They're not confident with that. And they really aren't going to want to hang their finished product potentially. So everything you see with us is customizable. So if you want your name on it, if you want your kid's name on it, if you want a custom phrase that you come up with, you can do that with a stencil that we custom cut for each customer. Um, but the cool stories, I would say, I mean, Adria probably has some too that she can think of. We've seen engagements, you know, where a husband, like a fiance will propose to 
his girlfriend in the workshop with a sign that says, will you marry me? We've seen family reunions. We've seen, you know, a hundred year old grandma come in and make a project. We have one VIP customer who's been over a hundred times to one location. Um, wow. Kids camps. What else have we had? I feel like we've had people going to labor at our workshop. <laughs> Some people do bridal showers, um, baby showers. I mean, they celebrate, right? We, but that's what we wanted. And, and exactly everything that you just said about how you'd hang your artwork and it'd be a family experience. I mean, this is why we created what we created is exactly what you said. It actually makes me really proud to hear that you think of us that way because that's why we created the business. It's so fulfilling for us to see that and really empowering and inspiring through creativity. That's our mission. And it goes down from, you know, children. We've got kids camps, we have birthday parties and little kids that have never used, you know, sandpaper before. We've They're even had, and not to be, this is kind of a sad one, but we've had people who have gotten together to have a special um, class in memory of a, of a loved one. So they all, you know, paint something that's in memory of them or people going through cancer they've brought in and everyone makes a special saying on a small project to give to that loved cancer patient. Um, so there's so many different levels that people want to come in and celebrate, or they just want to come in and have a, a date night, or they want to come in and celebrate a night with their girlfriends and get away from their family, their kids and husbands. Yeah. Um, so we, we have a little bit of it all, but um, when you brought up the fact that you find us to be trendy, um, just so you know, uh, being that I'm from the fashion industry, fashion industry dic dictates everything, uh, design on all levels from interiors to whatever. It starts with the fashion industry. So if you see palm leaves on bathing suits, you're going to see palm, palm leaves on a design that you can make in our studio. So we do follow those design trends. Huh. I didn't realize Scott's that. married to a de design person as well. Yeah, she came she's... up in the Big Apple. She's So you should see their house. Yeah. Heck, you should see our showroom. <laughs> she did it all. We're all in. <laughs> She's in the We're restaurant. She's a restaurantier. So well, I'm loving the mural on your back wall. I noticed it right away. Thank, yeah. you. thank you. Thank you. Thank well, you guys will have to come check out our showroom. Usually we have everybody in this beautiful podcast studio, which we built out. And uh, for the last year, we've had to do everything um, obviously through Zoom. But when you guys get an opportunity, we're right off East Moorhead. We'd love for you guys to come check it out. And I can't wait to come check out an AR workshop. I think it's so awesome. Do you, can you bring alcohol? Do you serve alcohol? Or are there, oh, yes. Are there food? Okay. <laughs> you can bring alcohol. Well, that brings out creativity, oh, right? Your own bottle of wine. Oh, man. We just opened it up to a whole new, whole new group here. What, what would you, powerful. what would you all say is, is one of your biggest challenges right now? Hmm. Biggest challenge. Mm, keeping all these stores open during a pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, that's a challenge. Entrepreneurship's hard, right? Like there's there's the idea, but implementing the idea and finding the people to get behind you to help you sort of build that brand and that idea is very challenging, especially now with labor shortages and all those things. So what keeps you up at night, you know? I think it's just, you know, we take it so seriously when someone signs on and opens an AR workshop, like we want them to be so successful and to see just such a varying, you know, the country right now, some states are closed still, some are still requiring masks. Like how do we put out marketing content that isn't going to offend people if someone's wearing a mask or someone is wearing a mask. So it's kind of like trying to adapt our marketing strategy to whatever each region is. I feel like that's, that's a really big challenge. It is. Sure. Also, product development, coming up with the newest, best project. Um, you know, is this going to work? Is it not going to work? 
you know, making sure we have all the marketing tools and campaigns around it to be, make it successful? Is it worth everyone's time and energy to, you know, put that new product out? I think that's a huge challenge as well. It's, and lumber right now, in case oh, you didn't know, lumber is like yes. the basis of what we use and lumber costs are just like through the roof. So that's one of our main products and there are shortages. So that's kind of a stressful thing for certain markets as well. Um, you know, we don't want to just increase prices, but you know, the costs are just getting so getting higher, but hopefully that'll get back down. I've never seen such a creative looking and beautiful Instagram. Uh, to be honest, oh. uh, I, oh, assume, I assume this, like I'm scrolling through your feed and everything is, you could just tell is, is by design. And, and, uh, are you all with your graphic arts background? Are you all the ones creating this t content or, or leading yes. that initiative, especially, but I mean, there's so much thought into every post you've made. I could just, I could just tell. Yes. Uh, and it's very thought-provoking, yeah. <laughs> right? We, we, as a team, collectively come up with the concepts that we want to kind of put out on social media. And then um, I've started to take over the designing aspect of the graphic layout and that sort of thing. But, you know, it's a team effort. Um, sure. It's not all me doing it. It's not all Maureen doing it. She does a lot of the marketing campaign kind of looks. I do some more of the creative social media type of looks. Um, you know, it's just, it's definitely a team effort. But we're all in house. I mean, we have um, a, our videographer and content creator, Hannah. She helps us shoot video and some pictures. We still do all the pictures and photography. And we um, take them ourselves. ourselves. We're doing it, Maureen and I. Yeah. There's pressure behind that, too. Like you say, you, you have to keep pushing your creative levels and yes. content. And that, that would keep me up at night because that's not I think easy. what keeps me up at night, too, <laughs> is like all the different social media algorithms that keep changing. Like, right. you know, I'm one. already a squirrel. Like, oh, let's go do this. Let's go do that. And then it's like TikTok and Clubhouse and Instagram Reels and all these things. I want to be on all those platforms and crushing it. But it's like hard to keep up with those things. So that, that's that's a challenge. But I, I like a good challenge. Um, my <laughs> challenge is probably all of Maureen's ping pong balls that she throws at me. And then <laughs> And I have to, I have to literally go juggle all the ping pong balls and go, okay, that idea is amazing. That idea is amazing. Let's go with that idea. So I help her streamline all, all of her brilliant ideas. And you're very fortunate uh, that you two found each other because in my, my past, and this is no judgment or stereotype, but what I've found in people, the real super creatives don't always have that business mindset to take that creativity whether you're jewelry designer fashion designer whatever it is and actually apply it to business and entrepreneurship because that is a seems to me to be a very different side of the brain that it operates is. right you're so right. you're very lucky to have found each other to be able to combine those two to make such a strong partnership so congratulations we're very opposite in some ways but that's yeah. the tract yeah <laughs> so and to make that work right and and to yeah. keep that partnership Still thriving yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely especially after the year we all just had 100%. you know and if you go on your website cheers to your team everybody it looks like you actually have a couple of team members that are working with you that are also owners of franchises which is really yeah. cool so you're empowering not only the people that are on your team to be able to own these different franchises give them the opportunity to be an entrepreneur and that's so cool you have a beautiful team they all look awesome i bet they're blessed to be able to work with you Thank you. Uh, you think of a good point. I mean, it's, it's been organic how we've hired, you know, it's, it's very valuable to have some of our people on our leadership team that own stores because they understand what it means to 
run a workshop and run the business. So they get all the, all the different aspects. Before we let you go, are there any areas specifically, I mean, with 150 locations, any areas uh, from a franchise standpoint that if we have people that are listening, if they have, you know, people that live in those areas, are there areas that you're trying to target right now from a franchise standpoint? There are so many markets that we're not, that we want to be in. Yeah. yeah. Texas, you know, a lot of areas of Texas, Minnesota, Minneapolis area, um, some various areas of Connecticut and New York. Um, every state, there's so much there's, white space out yes, there. Yes, there's so much opportunity state to state. It's almost hard to even list it all out. I mean, yeah. 150 sounds like a lot, but it's not when you really look at the United Divided States and up. how big it is. Yep. So anywhere, if you're interested, you call us. We will help you. Yeah. No, that, that is so cool. And uh, I'm sure there will be people that are interested because this is awesome. Well, you know, both of you guys, thank you so much for, for joining us. I mean, we started this podcast to share stories just like yours. Uh, it's incredible that you guys have been able to scale this. There's so many amazing stories in Charlotte, and it's great to be able to share those. Um, and, and just thank you so much for joining us. It's been awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. you guys so are much. fun. Yes, we enjoyed it. Great. We try to be fun. We try to be fun. It's um, why not? Yeah, life's exactly. short. Why not? Might as well, well have a good time. We always say this: if you are are listening, please like, share, comment. Go check them out. Go check out their website. Go check out their DIY. Go check out their workshop, especially. I think it will be a ton of fun. I can't wait to get my family involved in this. I think it's awesome. Um, the creativity you'll see it right on their website and uh, or on their Instagram or their TikTok or LinkedIn or everywhere that they are. You will definitely see it now. But thank you again, Maureen and Adria. It was awesome. Congratulations on the success so much. Congratulations on the pivot during COVID and congratulations on the future success, because this is something that, although, like you said, you have 150 locations, I think you guys are just getting started. You know what I mean? And, uh, and that's fantastic. So just congratulations. It's awesome to have people like you in our community and it's awesome to see people like you be successful. Thank you so much for having us. Appreciate it. Thank you. We enjoyed it. Come and take a workshop. There we go. Me too. It's workshop time. (laughs) Workshop time. Until the next time, you have been listening to this episode of the Brand Builders Podcast. You've been listening to the Brand Builders Podcast, brought to you by the Dunstan Group with your host, Scott Dunstan and Brian Young. For branded merchandise and apparel that makes first impressions and ones that last, check out the Dunstan Group at dunstangroup.com.